So to be a musician these days, it's not easy. And I think I made that point pretty clearly on this podcast so far. Certainly now, when you can't even tour in a pandemic, you can't sell your stuff in front of your fans. You have to hope that they tune into your live stream or they're following you on Twitter or, or whatever to find out that you got a new album coming out because you just can't sell it from your basement. It's just incredibly difficult to make money doing it at all. It was hard to do that before the pandemic because you couldn't make any money on Spotify or iTunes anyway. But, you know, at the same time, you get your music out before a lot more people than you could have 20 years ago. You can just get something on YouTube. You can get something on Spotify. It's a lot easier than getting on the radio. So, you know, it's definitely a double-edged sword. You get a bigger audience, but you're not going to make as much money. So, yeah, you're making a big sacrifice. And perhaps of all the people I've been talking to so far, I don't think quite as many have sacrificed quite as much as Lisette Diaz, my next guest. Lisette is the lead singer and chief songwriter of the band Sweet Lizzie Project. Right now they're based in Nashville, Tennessee, but they're actually from Havana, Cuba. They came here in 2017 to record their new album after they were discovered by Raul Malo of the band The Mavericks. Raul Malo saw them in 2017 while producing an episode of a PBS special called Havana Time Machine. Lisette and her band are featured in that PBS special, and through that chance meeting with Raul Malo, they then got a chance to come to Nashville to record an album. Now, it wasn't easy. Back then, 2017, you could actually get to Cuba and back with a lot less difficulty than you can now. Recall in 2016, President Obama began the thaw, began to normalize relations between the two countries that would allow people to travel back and forth pretty freely. But the new guy came in and changed all that, and now it's incredibly difficult to go back and forth. And that was before the pandemic. Now you can't even go there at all. So for Lisette and her band, they're not quite sure when they can go back home. And not only that, Lisette wasn't even sure she was going to do this for a living. Before she was in the band, she was teaching science at the University of Havana. Thankfully, her partner, Miguel Comas, convinced her that she was good enough to do music for a living. And so after the PBS special and they came to Nashville to record their album Technicolor, they were all set to release it this February when, of course, what happened next? The pandemic. So they got this fantastic new album and they can't tour. They can't support it. Now, interestingly enough, you may know one of the songs by this band. It's called Turn Up the Radio. If you can remember going to the gym before the pandemic and maybe you took a Zumba class or your wife took a Zumba class and you heard this one song over and over again, and you're going to hear it here too. And Lissette's going to walk you through how this song came together. It's actually a cover song, but the way they do it, they just took complete ownership of it. It was one of the last songs they recorded before they came here. And we're so thankful that she did because the band's album Technicolor, which it's just spectacular. And they didn't just rest on their laurels. It's, even though Technicolor came out in February, they kept recording new material. And in fact, they have a new single called Sticky Situations, which we feature on this episode as well. It came out last month about what they've been doing during the pandemic. So I'm very just thrilled to welcome Lisette to Four Songs. And this is just a fantastic interview. And it goes a bit long, but Lisette's personality is just infectious. And so again, please welcome Lisette Diaz to Four Songs. Hey, Lisette, how you doing? Thanks for joining me tonight. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Well, I'm really excited about our conversation. And I started this back in May when the pandemic was just taking hold, not knowing it was going to still be here this long. So one of the questions I've been asking everybody is, how has this affected, obviously it's affected your careers about touring, but have you been... Were you guys in the midst of a tour? Were you about ready to start? What was your experience when everything? Oh, yeah, it's, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, 
we spent the last three years working on our record Technicolor that came out uh, February 21st. And it came out February 21st because we didn't want to, we didn't want to, to rush it. Like we were really, we were waiting for the perfect time to put it out. <laughs> and, and we did, it was, it was, it was perfect. It was like three weeks before the, the pandemic. So yeah, obviously everything was canceled. I, I live in the same house with my bandmates which is four guys so yeah yeah we've been you know stuck here <laughs> in the house which it's you know it's, it's been a blessing because we've been recording a lot we've been you know not only writing because it's sometimes you write like i'm writing songs all the time and i have just pieces of this song in, on my phone and then another one in the and a notebook or something but sometimes you don't have the time to to complete this cycle right away well that obviously hasn't been a problem right now because it's 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 really easy it's like I hey i just i wrote this song can we record it and then it's like angel angel's a drummer can you come down and, and just play drums and yeah sure so it's it's been like that also i think that because of the the pandemic and the fact that we felt like it took us too long to put this record Technicolor together and we went through a lot to be able to to do it. Um, it was like a revelation or something like, we need to do this faster somehow. We, we can't do it and, and we just want to put music out and and, and give, give our fans the, what we love the most, which is music, in a regular basis. And that's what we've been doing. We just put out a new single that's called Sticky Situations. We decided that it was a good idea for, especially this year, to put out some Christmas music. So that's, that's the other thing that we did. And we are very, very excited about it. So yeah, it's, it's, it sucks. There's a world pandemic and all that. But I think we've, we've made the best out of this situation so good so we'll be talking about sticky situations and three songs from technicolor and before we get there though i just wanted to catch up on your band's incredible story and how you guys how you all got from havana to nashville well it was it was not part of my plan <laughs> whatever my plan was i was <laughs> yeah when, when i think about it i feel like I've, I've never i've never had a plan that's why i studied biochemistry and molecular biology and now i'm here in nashville <laughs> with my band living with four guys so yeah it doesn't feel like i have a plan but i i don't know i also i <laughs> i also like to believe that things happen for a reason whatever adventure i i can you know get to live I, i'll do it just because why not? So uh, it, this was like three years ago, we met, we met the producers of, have you heard of Bluegrass Underground? It's a, it's a show that literally happens uh, in a cave, terrific show. So these producers went to Cuba because they wanted to film a PBS special that's called Havana Time Machine is out there somewhere. And they thought that our band was very uh, different from whatever they were expecting from a Cuban band because it was rock and roll in English. And uh, it was very underground 
in Cuba because the Cuban government doesn't promote uh, music that is not, you know, like not necessarily traditional Cuban music, but something more like Latin, like, I don't know, rock and roll in English is not uh, what they want to promote. Mm -hmm. And in Cuba, you have to go through the, the, the government basically to be able to perform and, and make music. It's not like here. And the host of this show, the, this PBS special was Raul Malo from the Mavericks. That's how we met Raul. Raul was starting this uh, record label, Monomundo Recordings. And since he's kind of Cuban as well, like a Cuban from Miami, and he loved the music and, and he, he fell in love with the band. He thought it would be, it would be great to, you know, sign us. And we were like, yeah, sure, of course, <laughs> please. <laughs> so obviously from Cuba, it was going to be kind of hard to uh, make this record happen. And uh, that's how we decided to come here to Nashville. In the beginning, we didn't know what we were doing. Like if it was going to be just to record and then just maybe go on tour and then go back to Cuba. But things got complicated because the, the, the American embassy in Cuba was shut down, right? Actually, we, we were still in Cuba when that happened. It was really hard for us to finally get our visas to come here. But if, if that, I don't know, just the situation was, got so complicated that it, it just, it didn't make sense to us to go back to Cuba and also the record didn't happen as, as soon as we thought. And, and we also started touring, which was the most exciting thing ever because we had never done this before, not even in Cuba. Wow. So and, and this country is, is, is massive. And, it, it, and at the same time, you know, it's, people say that it's hard to be on the road for so long, but it, it really is not. Like, it's easy. Mm -hmm. The roads are there. You can get a car anywhere, which is something in Cuba is pretty much impossible you can get a car anywhere you're gonna have gas stations with gas food whatever you're gonna find a cheap hotel to stay and and do the gig and it was fun because you know a lot of different places every state is different and at the same time it's very interesting like you can find something special to do almost everywhere so it really was a dream come true then we found this house it's been it's been just a series of events fortunate mm -hmm. events i would Good. say we're here now we're a green card holder so it's it's it, we're residents we're legal it's i don't know it's just it, it feels like home now so that's how that's how we we came from cuba and and we finally stayed here with a record and now there's a war pandemic but we all know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so one thing i was curious about so you mentioned that you were studying the bio molecular biology Biochemistry and, and yeah, molecular biology. Yeah. And you were a, a, you were teaching, correct? Yes. Or? Yes. I I graduated like four years, five years ago. I, mm, seven years ago. I don't remember. I don't remember because I stayed. <laughs> I I stayed at the at the University of Havana and I I taught biochemistry like for three years before I decided I was doing both things for a while like at the same time music and and science but eventually was it was too hard for me to you know stay up all night and then wake up very early to go to the university i was kind of far from like where i, where I live in cuba it's it's very far from the university so it was it was it was not you know not worth it but i loved it i i, I love science I, I i always did i i i still do but I don't know, 
music is um, my passion. I am yeah. that stupid. <laughs> well, probably, you are very talented at it, so we're very grateful that you're doing it. So this podcast is about songwriting and the evolution of songs. And so I'm just curious, at what point did you realize that this is what you wanted to do for a living? And you just mentioned how it was difficult to balance the two, but at some point that you had to sacrifice a lot to be where you are now. So at what point yeah. you say, this is what we're going to do? I think it was, I think it was when I, when I came here before, before that point, And I will call that like a, a point of no return. Actually, the, there's a song that's called these words that it's, it's, it's on the record and it's about that because before that I felt like I still had options, you know, like, yeah, I'm a musician and I'm doing this and it's great, but if I, I could do something else and and it's it will be fine. After that point, it was like, okay, this is this is it. Uh, not because I, I I don't feel I could do anything else, which I definitely could. It's just that I've precisely because I've I've sacrificed so much and I've invested so much time doing this that I feel like that I, that I feel like I need to do something with, with that time and with that sacrifice. And also because, I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing good. I feel like I, yeah. like I like it and I'm doing things that I never thought I would be able to do. I'm seeing things that I, 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 I never thought I would, I would see. So that's, and, I, and I, I'm very excited about the future and, and all that. So yeah, but I would say that it was before coming here. That was the biggest, biggest change by far that I've done in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and listen to your music, I hear all sorts of inspirations. And the one that I was trying to, when I was trying to think of, because, uh, you know, our music critics have to compare everybody to everybody. And I was thinking it, the, the comparison I came up with was Pat Benatar, me doing some Fleetwood Mac songs with Gloria Stefan. And I'm curious what you think of that. And then also just some of your inspirations throughout your musical career. Well, I love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up listening to a lot of music. I don't come, I, I don't come from a family of musicians or, you know, like you feel the pressure that you have to be a musician because uh, my mom plays the guitar all the time. My mom sings to me all the time. My mom is great, but she cannot sing. <laughs> no. So it, it, it took me a while to find my voice and, and to feel like, oh, not, not everybody around me can, can sing the way I do it. Not that it's great, it's just that it's in tune. You know, it's just that, that very basic notion about music that doesn't come from school. It's just that you either have it or not. Then after that, I think it was my mom. My mom gave me a guitar when I was like 15. And, and, and then I started learning a few songs, like the easy ones. And I think Alanis Morissette was a big influence for me. I love the way she sings. How, how powerful she is, her performance and, and, and the lyrics. So, um, yeah, I started playing guitar and then I, I, I don't know, I, 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 I've always loved writing, not songs, but just in general writing. I, have, I, I always have a lot to say. <laughs> not that it's interesting, but I feel like I need to <laughs> express myself. And then it was, I don't know, it was the combination of the guitar and, and just that I love singing that I decided that I wanted to start 
writing songs. I remember when I had my two, my first two songs, I was like, oh my God, I finished two songs. This is a big deal. Not yeah. that anybody, I don't want anyone, anyone to hear them, but <laughs> I think that it will be great in the future for my grandchildren to listen to this song and be like, oh, my grandmother is cool. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> that was really it. Also, since I didn't know another musician, like a real musician, I was like, oh, no, no. So science and, and biochemistry, this is the real career. Musician, uh, music is just it's like a hobby. I can write songs and, and do this real thing. That was, that was my, the way I thought. So I met Miguel Comas, who is my partner and guitar player in the band. He, he listened to the songs and he was like, oh, no, 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 you, you need to do this for real. I'm like, nah, I'm not. And he was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and we ended up making a record in Cuba. Wow. Then after the record came out, uh, it was like, we, we started getting like gigs and we didn't have a band. So that's how we started Sweet Lizzie Project. Here we are. I wanted to get to the songs. And so the three of them come from Technicolor. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Turn Up the Radio. To Libertad, which I'm, I'm going to butcher my pronunciation, so I apologize for that in advance. And December 31st, and then we'll talk about Sticky Situations, which is your newest single. Mm. So, turn up the radio. I know that was that's a, a cover song, but it was written by Enrique Iglesias. But you all, you take ownership of it with, with your version of it. So I was curious, hey, what, what drew you to this song? But I know that your interpretation is is used. English instead of the Spanish. So I was just curious what what led you to it first of all, and, and then how you the translation and how you uh, added your stamp to it. Well, that happened. It was like four years. It was right before coming here that this song "Sube Me La Radio," which is a, the Latin hit, it was huge. And uh, one of the songwriters is the Semer Bueno who is he's Cuban, but he lives here in, in, in the States. He knew the band, and for some reason, he wanted, he wanted us to make the, the, um, the English version of this song. I was not a huge fan of the song, the this song in Spanish, but I, I, uh, we admired this person, this uh, Semer Bueno, the songwriter, a lot. And in, obviously, he's a friend. And I don't know, we thought it, it, it would be interesting to go a different route, just just for fun. And I really love the, the version we did in English. I, I think it was a lot more international. I don't know, it was different even for us because we didn't, by, by, by then, we didn't have like a um, dancing upbeat song like uh, Turn Up The Radio. <laughs> Listen to my song Feel the beats coming up strong Lose all control Troubles are gone Let's bring together the moon and the sun Turn up the radio Listen to my song Feel the beats coming up strong When we had the song ready and we sent it to him he was like, I love it You need to, you need to make a video for it and that's how the video of Turn up the radio I don't know if you've seen it Yes um, we, we filmed it in Cuba It was It was it was funny because we had never made made a video before basically because we didn't have any money and that's kind of expensive in cuba because basically you have to rent everything it's not like here we have our cameras we have 
all our gear or equipment so it's, it's easier but in cuba we we didn't have anything and we found we were looking for the cheapest location the cheapest one and it was this kind of abandoned pool on this you know building that is literally falling apart it was back then so right now i I'm sure it's still there, but it's, it was dangerous. I, it was really dangerous. Hmm. And we thought that, okay, since we can't, since we don't have a lot of money and this is not going to look fancy. So the best thing we could do is, you know, not play back, but sing and perform the song live. And that's the magic of the video. So he loved the video as well. He shared it on all his social media and it went big even in cuba went big and that's how we decided to include the song then on technicolor because that song was not on on a record we we brought it back to 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 the album it's just part of the the spirit of technicolor i feel like in technicolor every song is different and every song tells a story about these three years that one is about our time in in, in cuba With nothing left to lose, no reason to try So I don't forget you I love you and I hate you For all this mess you left behind And now I'm running out of time It's not a personal experience like most of my songs It's it's all, it's all the translation of, of Sueme la Radio Which is just a Latin pop song, right? Yeah, because I was really listening to the lyrics. I mean, it, to me, it, it sounds like you're saying goodbye to Cuba in a way. I mean, I know this is an interpretation, but yeah, it just yeah. feels really. It does feel personal the way you sing it because it's so powerful. I already feel the song like a like a different song. Like when I'm singing it, it's not like, oh, I'm still singing Suame la Radio. To me, Suame la Radio is not it's not it's not related to to turn off the radio anymore. And and I'm I'm glad you feel that way. Like you feel like it it has some special meaning. But honestly, just the lyrics are the translation to that. What okay. what you know sometimes it the song recall some some kind of feeling that is not necessarily coming from the lyrics or the music it's just something kind of abstract and and that song gives me gives me that gives me my 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 last time in my the last few months in cuba it's it, it takes me back to that that point all the time right i love it i think it's just a fantastic song and so thank you yeah so i wanted to move on to okay i apologize i'm going to butcher the pronunciation but to libertad is that did i get that close to yes to libertad okay so this is one of the one of two songs that you sing in spanish on this album uh what's the, the story behind it because I, I i the name means your freedom so i'm curious what the song means to you your freedom yeah that song was written by 
a friend of ours, another Cuban songwriter, and but he's more like like a troubadour. It's more like a folk artist. He wrote this song, and it's 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 about it's about a relationship he had, and and the, the feeling of of be, being at the end of it, of being released from whatever relationship he had, right? But we made it we made it different. We changed the style a little bit and this song was part of that first album I talked to you about that Miguel and I we recorded in Cuba and that song just it was there and uh, when we were doing Technicolor again you know we brought a lot of old songs to the table and we listened to all of them we put a lot of thoughts on this record it's a shame that the pandemic happened but it did, that's why it took us so much <laughs> it was a long time so that song was there and when Raul Malo listened to it and David Macias, the head of 30 Tigers, which is our uh, distribution company here in Nashville, they were like, oh my God, this song, we need to re-record this. And we went to Blackbird Studios here in Nashville and we, we, we re-record the song. And, and it came out totally different. I mean, and that's, this is something I love about Technicolor as well, is that it has the, the sound of our little studio a little apartment in in havana but at the same time it has the, the polished and, and beautiful sound of blackbird studios and and th those are two good examples like tu libertad and then turn up the radio that started back in havana <music> No mueven el pecho y la sombra del tiempo es un animal comparsa mayor de los sentimientos revuelcan lo tierno de tu sonrisa. So a song that means your freedom. I, I know that probably might mean a lot of different things to a lot of people, but for you and your band in particular, it might mean a bit more. Just given story and coming to to Nashville is was there more meaning you think in singing the song than than what you got here or not really I don't I don't I don't feel that way I don't I, I don't feel that way about this song like also the song is the lyrics are if 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 you I wish you could understand the whole thing in Spanish because even if I try to translate it it's just different because it's a very poetic song like it, it says that it is your freedom faith it's is all that's left But it's it's a beautiful song in, in, in Spanish. The lyrics are very deep and very meaningful. I, I, I know you might think that a lot of people feel like, oh, it's your freedom. So you're talking about coming to the States and running from communism or, or 
whatever uh, well you could think that and and probably <laughs> makes sense but it's not it's not it's not the the meaning behind the song okay well i'm glad you mentioned the the translation and I'll, it may not re quite come out in the english version because i was curious since you write in both languages is there one that you prefer or is, is it easier to or that, is there one that's more emotive or poetic you just mentioned that it is more poetic in spanish i think that because to me it's very it's very weird to sing in spanish i don't know why because obviously spanish is my first language obviously my 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 spanish is a lot better like a lot better than my english uh, but i don't know i think it's because this is the, the music I was I was listening to when I decided to to start writing songs. So it's 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 kind of like music speaks to me in English, and I feel like the 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 sounds are are softer, are more melodic almost. Like Spanish is is harder to to pronounce. Like words hit you stronger. I don't know. I've always written songs in 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 english and, and but but i enjoy i enjoy uh singing in spanish as well well i want to thank you so much for your time i said i've got two more songs i wanted to to chat about december 31st and i'm, I'm glad you mentioned earlier about the differences between recording in cuba and recording here because i feel like on i mean it's clear throughout the album but on this song in particular where it starts out kind of slow the, the guitar strumming and then by the end of it it's, it just explodes i feel like so yeah on this yeah so i just what was the influence for for this song in particular that song is called december 31st because it was written july the second no, yeah. <laughs> december 31st <laughs> it was a very sad new year's eve because miguel and i we had broken up I was I was very sad. He was dating someone else and I was devastated. How there okay. So that <laughs> happened and <laughs> and that's that's what the song is about. I remember it was raining. It was raining. It was very late. So th the song pretty much describes that it's a little too late and I was waiting for things that are not happening right now. I'm describing the sadness and, and the way I felt like I was losing someone uh, who meant literally the, wor the world to me and how stupid I was that I didn't realize that before until, until you actually uh, lose a person. Duh, always happens. Uh, so <laughs> so that's, that's what the song is about.
Yeah, because just, I just love how it just progressively builds up, and then the, the end, it just hits you. <laughs> Wow, yeah, so I, I love I love that song. I love the way it starts very very slow, and then and then at the end we have the the chorus and all the all those voices together. Yeah, I think I think it was the perfect way to end the record. You know, the there's a long there's a long way between that first idea of whatever you're writing and whatever your idea of a song is, and then what happens at the end, and and how the interaction with all the other guys and and the way they they play their instruments, and of course the, the production part that is all Miguel. Miguel is the, the producer of the band. It's just. It's just a different song. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't take full credit for. Well, yeah, the lyrics or whatever, but the song is a lot more than mm -hmm. than just the lyrics. Sometimes it's a lick or it's just weird hidden part that just makes the song like like December thirty first. That 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 part of the end. There's not a lot to say. There, there's not a lot of lyrics there. Yeah, well, I mean, I I just love how it all it's comes. I just, I just love it. Yeah, it's the thing I was curious about because I've always wanted to write songs and I don't have that, whatever it is. So when when it come, when you are in writing mode, where do you have to go in like mentally or just does it kind of hit you or do you feel like you have to work on the lyrics for certain songs or in the music or did it all kind of come in once for you or is each song different? My process is very spontaneous and also it's very personal. I think it's because when I started, it's not, you know, I, I, I love that. Like people here, especially, especially in Nashville, when some writing, where some writing is, is, is a big deal, it's a job. And people right. go to the office every day and your job is writing songs. I, I love that. It's, it's amazing the way they can do that. Because to me, I, I, I need to, not that they don't feel what they're doing. That's not, that's not what I mean. But it's just that I, I need something to move me. Like I need something special to happen to me to be able to write about it so I, I cannot imagine myself having to do it because that you just have to so 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 yeah it's very spontaneous and it's very personal it's whatever I'm writing it's it's deep shit like it's something that <laughs> really happened to me or happened to someone but someone close yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to wrap up our conversation to talk about Sticky Situations, which is your latest single. And now this one yeah. was written during the pandemic. So is, was uh, how much of it was yeah. influenced by what was going on? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the whole theme, the whole theme of this song, like the, the promotion campaign behind the song, it was all about, and, and the cover art as well, it's a, it's a, it's a bubble gum, right? Hmm. It's a, the sticky bubble gum in front of my face. And that's the way I like to think about my life 
this year, my plans and expectations. It's like all my hopes, my hopes, my dreams, my expectations are inside this bubble gum and it's growing and growing in front of my face. And then 2020 comes with a gigantic needle. It like, and now I have bubble gum all over my face and my hair. I'm gonna have to shave my hair. And it's, 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 it's gonna be sad and I'm gonna look like my bass player. That's the way I think about 2020. <laughs> and the song is about that. It's about, you know, all the, it's a contrast between my dreams and, and, and the way I want my, my, my life, and the, the way I picture my life. And then the series of sticky situations I have to actually deal with. What I love about the song is that even though, I don't know, even though it's, it's the topic is about the pandemic, what's behind the topic is pandemic and all that, it's not a sad song because, because the thing is that no matter what uh, happens, you have to keep going and, and, and you have to try to make the best out of whatever situation life puts you through so that's why it's an upbeat song it's kind of catchy is it's it's a happy song Yeah, I mean, it really has so many different directions to it, too. <laughs> I mean, just the, the energy and it starts out, you know, kind of quiet, almost like a, to me, it sounds like a little bit of a Fleetwood Mac song at the very beginning with the guitars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah, love the way it starts. Okay. It makes was... me, that song, when when the song was done, because when I wrote it, I, I came up with, with a riff that I did that, but then Miguel did that the beginning and it just it makes me want to drive I'm like a feather in the wind I don't mind I move around I'm wild and free I'm there's nothing wrong with doing what I want no one to put me on hold and nothing to be sold or bought anymore like it makes me want to go on the highway and, and drive but also maybe that the fact that i was <laughs> in a quarantine for four months maybe that that's what was making me want to drive yeah so it's a combination but yeah the song the song gives me gives me that mm -hmm. yeah, this one, i can just imagine how much fun you'd have doing this on the live Perfect life. You say I need to find some kind of 
Yeah. Well, but we've we've had some gigs lately, like you know, outdoor kind of safe gigs, and we've been playing the song. Like people love it. Our fans love the song, which is good. That's that's mm -hmm. why we're we're gonna keep making music. We have another. We, well, we have the Christmas stuff coming, and then we have another single coming out in January, and probably we'll have another one in February. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Christmas, is that going to be uh, original songs that you record, or art? will they be like standard? It's an EP. We have four songs. Two of them are originals, and the other two are covers. Uh, the covers are 2,000 Miles by The Pretenders, and the other one is Happy Christmas, War is Over by Lennon. I don't know. We thought especially that that last song is just perfect for the, the this strange time the world we are sadly living in so it's it's a good message that war is over and it's a call for for peace for happiness so yeah that's that's why we picked that one 2000 miles is just one of the most beautiful songs ever written that it's mm -hmm. that's straightforward it's a beautiful song and then the two originals i'm very proud of them i am it's 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 the best time i, I write christmas music and the reason why I, i'm doing it now and not three years ago back back to i don't know 2017 my first christmas here is because i, I didn't really know what christmas was you know, we don't celebrate Christmas in Cuba. So it, it took me some time to realize and, and actually appreciate the, the ritual of, of Christmas here in the States. How beautiful it is, how overwhelming it could be at times. But it's a, it's a, to me, it's an interesting perspective because it's a, a very honest song, especially the first one. It's called This Christmas I'm Not Coming Home. And it's about my, my feelings that first Christmas when I was obviously processing all this information coming from everywhere, from every Christmas tree, every light, every house. But at the same time, I was missing home so bad so it's it's a it's a mix of feelings and again it's very very it's a very personal song to me and i i just i can't wait for everybody to listen to it because it's just it's not the traditional uh christmas music uh you you're kind of used to because it's christmas music written by cubans <laughs> so, so yeah so. definitely the best way to support us is just following us everywhere and uh, make sure to, that you're following us, especially on Spotify, because there's a lot of new music coming the rest of this year and next year. So you don't want to miss music because music is very important. And yeah. if you support me this way, I'm, I'm actually supporting you as well with music because mm -hmm. everybody needs music. Right. Yeah, that's how, that's how I'm getting by. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much again, Lisa, for your time. I appreciate it thank so you. much. And, it was very um, fun. So to find out more about the Sweet Lucy Project, check them out at sweetlucyproject.com. They got their albums, their CDs, and a whole host of quarantine live streaming sessions that you can check out too. So hope you enjoyed that one. I had a blast doing it. And stay tuned, stay safe, and we'll see you all soon.